I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life. Thanks to Children International and Friends Like You, dreams are coming true. Together we help children to learn, grow, and thrive. Learn more at children.org. Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. I was coming in here this morning and I was like, man, as soon as that microphone come on, I got to find some energy to do this show because I am so tired of being tired. I am suffering from compassion fatigue. So as soon as this mic come on, y'all be ready. I want, hey, little late intern, get your mind right. Uh, yeah, LP, here we go. Are we ready yet to go on? Oh, damn, we on the radio. Oh, my goodness. Good morning, everybody. It's that time today, um, Eastern Time, 9 Central. For those in the panhandle of Florida, we're going 100 miles an hour because I got a lot to get off my chest. Good morning, Holly Hollima. Good morning, Don Miller. Man, damn, damn, damn. Good morning, everyone who tunes into this broadcast. Head over to the App Store. Download, really download quickly the Florida Man Radio app in the App Store or take your asses over to FloridaManRadio.com where the podcasts are and you can tune in live and listen to the Don Miller Show every damn day. I want to shout out to these people. We're coming up on Martin Luther King's birthday. I want to talk about Martin Luther King's birthday. I want to talk about Fannie Willis. I want to talk about virtual rape. In the metaphors, hail to the no, no, no. Good morning. Wow. All right. Okay. My, can, you, right? can you get my pillow? Uh, yeah. I need a nap right now. Uh, good morning, yeah, everybody. Yeah, my pillow, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, hey, Holly, you caught that, right? Uh, Holly, we, um, we got a guest in the studio, and I got to tell you, dude, uh, I'm so proud of this young man. Uh, he has not listened to advice for a long time, I think, now. Uh, he is embracing <laughs> advice. Uh, I'm looking. He's come in. He dressed nice. He got some really nice jeans on that ain't holding his uh, nutsack. <laughs> Welcome, TL, to the uh, Don Miller Show. Hey, oh, wow. Uh, Hey, welcome, oh, wow. hey, hey, Ollie, Ollie. <laughs> TL, look, you can see him, man. He got his, got his, got his fraternity shirt on. He got some jeans on. They look saggy. He got some uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen McQueen uh, shoes uh, on. He looking good. The nerve. Uh, you ain't even get a chance to say hey yet. He on you already, right. TL. He come in. Look, I heard, yeah. I heard y'all talking about me yesterday, so I decided to pop up because if y'all gonna sound like the guy who talk about the old people, I might as well come in and represent for our generation uh, uh, and talk about. Hey, Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, wow. Man. Good morning, oh, everyone. Wow. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. I don't even know where to come out of the gate with this. It's just so much happening. Uh, I want to finish real quickly, Holly, if I may, uh, what we left off on yesterday. Uh, General Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, went missing for five days, later to be found out that he was in intensive care at Walter Reed Hospital. Uh, when all this happened, uh, the White House seems to not have known anything. And now as the story continues to come out, we find that not only did they not know, uh, there was a concerted effort to keep them from knowing uh, after continually reading in the last couple of days. They did not want the White House to know that uh, General Austin was in the hospital and, quite frankly, in intensive care. Uh, when you get to this position, uh, anybody who's in military or, or, or law enforcement at that level would know 
that the White House is supposed to know uh, where General Austin is 24 hours a day up to the second. They should know his whereabouts uh, at all times. And for a number of reasons, he is the secretary of defense, which means he is in charge of all of the branches of the military in this country. He is the guy with his ear to the ground, allegedly. And I'm just concerned that uh, the level of non-trust by many of these departments uh in the, especially the military has no confidence in this White House. That tells you they're right there. Don't tell them. They don't need to know. Uh, so I'm just concerned that uh, we are spiraling at a great rate, and I just want people to stay vigilant because that right there is a bigger problem than we may think. Of course, it's going to be swept under the rug uh, real quickly, uh, but that's a big problem when your leader of your military don't inform his boss uh, that he's stepping away for a few minutes. I just think that we need to yeah. really pay attention mm-hmm. to that. It's, it's dangerous. Well, well, yeah, well, I heard what the, or that part of it was that he was actually going to the doctor for a, a procedure that where you would go in, do the procedure, you come out that same day. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a turnaround. Mm-hmm. And something happened uh, where something went wrong, uh, which I always think, mm, how can that How can that happen? Is it that, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. anyway. It's like they want to get you out of there anyway, so this is a good chance for us to fix you. So that we can make you sick and make you do whatever, but uh, but that's how it started. Was that it was supposed to be a go in, get something done, come out. Uh, again, though, you should let someone know that if you're gonna, if I don't know if he was under anesthesia for that procedure. Yeah. Uh, but but again, uh, after the second day, somebody should have said something. Well, or the first after the first day, somebody should have said and, something. And from what I understand, the last few last day that I've been calling people and talking to many of my friends who are kind of involved in that scene, uh, that there are 20 people between the general and the Pentagon that have to know his whereabouts, at least, right? So, so the Pentagon knew what was going on. They didn't report it up, nor did the general's people. The general should, for, uh, with all intents and purposes, speak to the president three times a week, as far as I'm concerned, in these times, or at least... Minimum three times a week, right, Holly? Would you agree? Oh, yeah, I, I okay. would. I would think. I would think every day. I, I agree with you, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I would, I would so, think every day. So I'm trying to figure out who was talking to the White House in the briefing from the military side, and what? And how they, come ain't nobody asked? Right. Where? Where, right. where Lord at, man? Where, where is Lord? <laughs> I mean, I would have been like, where's I would my Secretary of Defense? I would have been like, where's Lord? I would have been asking that question. Especially in these times, again. So we got to continue to pay attention to that. Uh, Go ahead. You had a quick thought on that? Okay. All right. Uh, So let me just say something. The fact of the matter is this, guys. We got to continue to stay vigilant. And this is not a good look for this country again. So every week we got enough. Then the the president's wife got to come and get him off the stage and show him how to get off the stage and hold his hand and move his legs. To get him off the stage, but y'all don't uh, want me to say old people. But that ain't got nothing to do with old. That, that ain't got, got a I'm lot to do that with That ain't old. got nothing to do with old. This guy has okay, a health. You con- can age. This guy has a health condition. He I'm does sorry. have a health condition. It, I know so he's old. old. Been, right. He got old. a case of the OLD. Where have you been? Where have you been? Man, look, I've yeah. been waiting to speak for our generation. Come look, on, it's, it's yeah. okay. But your generation can't hardly speak because they don't have good sense. You got me confused with the generation you come from. That's real talk. No, 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 because y'all ain't. I am not a Gen Z. 
Y'all think y'all, y'all think listen. wearing tight clothes makes sense. <laughs> again, I am not a Gen Z. Simple things, simple things. But no, again, Gen this Z. generation, whatever, what are you, Gen what? Gen X. Okay. The let, ones who move the nation forward. Okay. <laughs> and give me some examples. I love to hear Yeah, that. one example. Yeah, give Barack me a, Obama getting elected. He that's ain't a, with that's you? one example. Oh, oh, you say your people did that? Yeah, we did that. No, no, Barack is sixty. Barack is sixty-something years old. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't say he was a part of our generation. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, well, then, no, no, well, then tell us what you were a part. Okay, yeah, hold on. Wait. He invigorated the youth, the youth movement. Oh, and, and okay. That youth okay. movement is what helped him get elected. Okay. So, 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 so where, so where are y'all right now with with uh, with the ability to to, to vote someone in? Where are y'all now? Uh, where are we now? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, where are y'all now? Who, voting, who y'all, who y'all pumping up now? We don't have viable candidates. They're both old and they don't need to be there. Okay, hold on. Uh, wait, you wait, see hold on. it because I see it, and my generation <laughs> is way older than yours. Now, so tell me what y'all are doing. I, I'm saying it because you what, I keep telling you what what we doing, we, but a lot of y'all don't want to listen. Y'all, y'all following us? Again. You following what I'm saying? You don't want to listen. There you go. That, you don't no. want to listen. You ready uh, to listen? That's always y'all excuses that y'all Can like. You okay, no, I, no, you're on, not listening on. to me, mom. Mom, you're not listening to me, <laughs> okay, mom. Okay. No, you okay. shut up and listen no, no. because we, we ask you a question. Something. I'm trying to answer. Answer the question. Holly, let's let him answer the question. Our generation has been talking about the candidates. The candidates are not viable candidates. Neither one of them. Both of them. Old. If you like Trump, he too old. If you like Biden, he too old. What we've been doing, which is why you're here, people are not going to come out and vote. Oh, wait, 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 wait. A lot of whoa, us whoa. are doing down ballots. Okay, listen to me. Come on. Come, no, you come on. Explain a down ballot. A me. down ballot is where you vote for every, everything but president. Mm. That's a down ballot. That's a yeah. down ballot. Okay. Because okay. these are not viable candidates. You hear Michelle Obama talking about them. You hear other you, you, you hear other um, Democrats coming out talking about Biden. You hear you hear the um, Republicans upset because Trump is leading. He ain't even spoke at a at a, um, at a, at a debate yet. And who have y'all put up again? Uh, listen to him. That's a good you question. You old people are in the way. Retire <laughs> and be a advisor. So you a Gen Xer? I'm a Gen Xer, sir. Okay, okay, okay. And who are y'all? And like I said, who are y'all pushing? Who's your candidate? Who Who's the pushing? Gen X candidate? You know, look, that a lot of people uh, don't, 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 uh, me, because you don't, you said on. it. I did say that because it, it differs throughout where you go. I, I'll, me specifically, because I'm speaking for myself right now, I think voting and politics are geographical. It depends on where you are, on who you're going to vote for. Me, I was really happy with the, um, last Democratic candidate who was, um, who was, um, uh, Andrew Yang. A lot of people like him, a lot of people don't like him. On the Republican side, I'm completely fine with DeSantis, but I also live in Florida. So I'm completely fine with DeSantis. I'm not I'm not a fan of Trump. He needs to go he needs to go sit down and be an advisor to someone. That's what those we are those are my candidates. Yeah. I'm only speaking for myself, sir. Uh, okay. And you just said that you said that you all are making the difference now. So if you guys can't even get this guy to get on the ballot, then what are you really doing? I'm waiting for y'all to get out the way. Oh, waiting for us. Okay. Yeah, okay. because y'all, y'all don't y'all y'all okay. don't read. Y'all watch TV, okay. and then you yeah. and when you watch TV, okay. so there's more of us than y'all. There's, there's more of us than y'all. There's more of you guys voting than us because we we care. Ooh. We don't care. To, Ooh, we. we don't care to, to allow. We <laughs> we're okay. I told Don. I, we had this conversation. What when when Trump first came in office? Mm-hmm. I say I hope he get his full eight years so he can get out the way, and then we can get some real viable candidates. Okay, okay. Now, let, got four okay, years. let me just say this. This is very important. Go ahead. Yeah. You keep saying a valuable candidate. You're in your 40s, right? Yes. Tell me the sharpest politician in America in their 40s. I'll wait. 
Damn, who's amazing in their 40s right now? Gen X politician now. Gen X. I'll wait. Go ahead. I would love to hear this. I mean, look, I'm in Florida. Like I said, I'm a fan of DeSantis. He, you, okay, okay. So you're a fan of DeSantis. Yeah, I'm so not. To I you, don't hate on DeSantis. I okay. think he's. A, I think he's a well polished, better made, Trump type of guy. Trump type oh, of guy. Okay, okay. He's not gonna incite a riot. He's not gonna. He's not gonna 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 misspeak. Too often, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, not, not till he, not, not till he get his own national guard. <laughs> Again, see his own personal national guard. See, that's, that, I'm saying. That, that's where you're gonna excite the people. Okay, so okay. you're trying to excite the people. But let me, let me just. No, I'm just, I'm just, no, no. I'm just I, mentioning no, no, the no, things look, that are going on. No, I asked you a question. I gave you an answer, and you told me, DeSantis, I'm because you advice. like him and you live in Florida. I live in Florida. DeSantis is a viable candidate for me. Okay. I also asked you. I said. I said to. The, I said. The, I said this to you, right? Mm-hmm. Let me get my mic right. I said this to you. So you say DeSantis is the viable candidate for Gen Xers? I'm not. Again, I was only speaking for myself. Okay. Now, guess what? You're black and you you mid middle of the road conservative, leaning, right? Tell me about the 45 year old for the Democrats. Uh, I, I can't because I have no, 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 I black. Can't. You got to have a black guy. If you know this white guy's history, you got to know one black guy in your age group that you think is solid. No, I don't know one that I think is solid. And that's Damn. Okay. That's okay, right? No, now. that's I mean, not okay. Because I mean, okay yeah. right. there are none. You're a Gen Xer. There You're a Gen X. What about any? What about the black guy in Chicago went to college with you? Uh, he's he can't even be mayor. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing good at mayor right, right now. Okay. So this is where I go back. They're not any. If you if you ask me to do mm. a Democrat. Mm. My, I was a fan of Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang is not on the ballot. He's not okay. running. But I think he's the smart type of guy that probably never get voted for because he's an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I think he's smart. I think some of his 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 thought his thought process behind the policies that he wanted. No, to create, which one you like the most? Between those two, between between Yang's and, policies, what were his the favorite Yang policy? Um, the the um, it's not a it's not a the the. The money. When universal, universal income. income. Yeah, the mm. universal okay, income. Okay, why'd you like that the most? Because he's actually paying the people rather than taxing the people. Mm. And that okay. makes sense. Okay. If you give us money, we'll reinvigorate, the, we'll, we'll, we'll reinvigorate the economy. People go out and buy as soon as you give money. So you say, so the universal income spoke to the fact that every American will get a monthly stipend, right? Correct? That's the one you're talking about? Hello, somebody ain't paying attention to the show. Yeah. Okay, that's the one you're talking about. Every American gets a stipend, right? (laughs) Okay, let me just say this. If that's your favorite, you just wanted some more money. <laughs> Look, I'm good on money, no, no, but I know no, these no, I'm just saying, policies that's that a poli- that Giving everybody in this country uh, another 1500 a month, no, giving people who bust their ass, right, who pay into the system another $1,500 a month. It's not somebody who laying around. money going to Ukraine. Okay, I get that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what you liked about the Yang guy. Yeah. Okay, that that money, that anytime they want to just hand every American some, it's a scam. It's always a scam, and it will always be a scam. Just give the people, okay, a solid income. Let's give the people a wage that allows them to feed their families, to live a good life. I totally agree with stop sending money somewhere else. But every time you hear one of these goofballs like Andrew Wang, you say, damn, he want to give everybody some. Andrew Wang is a goofball. Where is he now? 
Right? He's Where is a, he now? He's in Detroit, Michigan, creating businesses. For oh, people. okay. So, I'm, hey, okay, you keep up with him. Because I, I show the hell don't. I absolutely okay. do. Uh, give us a call, 321-339-1055. TL's in the studio. Yeah. He's been gone long. He knew he was going to tear his ass up as soon as he got he here. He's going to try. <laughs> See, that's the old people talking again. But uh, yeah, so so anyway, I want to I want to check out a couple of open mics. We come back. I got another conversation I want to hit. Maybe they were trying to keep it secret because of the war in Israel. You know, they didn't want the Mullahs to know that you know the our guy was down. I'm just looking at it that way because it don't make any other sense to me. But love your show. Where's Damika? <laughs> <laughs> where is D'Amika? D'Amika Page, okay. where are you? Okay, go ahead. Why you on the rant about Barack? That man ain't do nothing. Come ain't on, do man. nothing. What you have because you voted for the first black man, and that's it. That's I mean, You did too. Mix, mix like, he did too. I mean, in the dog business, hey, something that's mixed ain't even worth a thing. So, um, you got to throw something else. Remember we had this conversation back? When we was talking about Barack Obama, yes, I already agree. Barack Obama didn't do a whole lot. Um, I was one of the people who actually worked on Barack Obama's campaigns. Yes, I was one of the guys who put stuff in the yard. And then when the second term came around, I said, I've been hoodwinked, led astray, run amok, and I did not put any times in the yard okay, because yeah. he didn't do enough for us. Okay, listen, let's go to the phone lines. Open them up. I know we're going to open the phone lines up, 321-339-1055. I want to turn the corner on another conversation because uh, I want to get politics out of the way today. Um, Michelle Obama, mm. uh, who you don't hear much from Michelle Obama because Michelle Obama has been over this for a long time, as I've said on the radio. She's over it. She's absolutely over it. And um, But again, uh, people score and leave. You know what I mean? Get the bag and leave. And, and sometimes people get the bag and leave and don't even look back. And I can tell you, if you understand what I'm saying, cold speech, uh, people get the bag and leave because they only came for what? The bag. So, again, I want to play this clip. Uh, I don't play this clip. Michelle Obama sat down with a podcaster the other day and said something that I've been saying for a minute. Right. And I just I have been looking at what's happening in this country and abroad. And I'm kind of nervous right now. Uh, we got a bunch of idiots out there. The borders are wide open. Not only are poor migrants from Venezuela and Nicaragua coming into this country, but you got a bunch of Chinese and you got a bunch of people from the Middle East, from from many of the regions uh, that we have, you know, attacked and went to defend ourselves oftentimes in attack and defend. Let's be clear. Right. Very and these so. people hate America, but they're coming in in record number over the border, and they're setting up shop in places like Chicago and New York and other cities in this country. And we don't think that that's a crisis, right? Mm, it is. We also have said some things and done some things, okay, that this country, on both sides, have divided the country. So we got an inner country problem and a people coming in the country problem and a disdain for America problem. And we think it's a good idea to leave the borders open and not expect something to go south. So I want you to listen to this. Uh, Michelle Obama, go ahead. What is the thing that keeps you up at night now? Or what is is your biggest fear now? It has less to do with me personally and more to do with the world that we're in. There's such a thing as knowing too much. What keeps me up are the things that I know. The war in the region, 
in too many regions. What is AI going to do for us? The environment, you know, are we moving at all fast enough? What are we doing about education? Okay, stop it right are there. People she said a lot of things. Watch this, guys. She said the, the war keeping her up. She said AI is keeping her up. She said the environment is keeping her up. And then she said education, direction is keeping us up, keeping her up at night, right? And then she said there's a such thing, Holly, as knowing too, too much. much. Yeah. Holly, yep. take a minute on that one and help me understand what she was saying in code speak. Is <laughs> in code speak. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's it's the, the 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 world is going to hell in a handbasket, and she know it. And she don't. She's like, I don't know what we're gonna do to fix it. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's. I mean, I think she's. I I think, like I said again, once you become president, like say you go in there and they give you all that information, and nobody else knows. Then you go. I wish I didn't know this information. I wish I would have stayed in the job I had before this. Mm -hmm. And and it's. I think it's it's a lot of stress. You ever notice how presidents go in? To uh, become president, and by the time their their eight years is over or four years over, their hair has turned completely gray. Absolutely, mm -hmm. they have they have stress that they can't even talk about. But but and, but but, but uh, so she's saying in cold speak. I know some. What do you see? What did you hear in that? I I heard that when she laying down in the bed with her husband Barack Obama, and she seen his face, and when he grabs a folder and look at it and put his head down, she knows something going on. Okay. And she'd rather not even talk to him about it because she don't want to know again that we are in crisis. Okay. Now, now, let me just say this for a moment, right? We have had other presidents with first ladies. Yep. Mm -hmm. We've had other presidents with first ladies who slept in the bed with them. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, some with, without them, too. Why is it important for this first lady to come to a microphone why are her thoughts important right now? You know no, why? wait, wait, listen. Oof. Why is it important what Michelle Obama has to say about the state of the world, the state of America? Why is Michelle Obama important, right? Because Michelle Obama said the war is keeping her up. Okay, go look at your history on the side turn. Uh, she said the war. She said the environment. She said AI. She just produced a movie about AI. Yep. Okay, maybe there was a message in that movie for those who saw it, right? But my concern is, why is it important that she's at a microphone and not the guy who millions of Americans voted for? That part. Let me just say this before I go to this break. Get ready, press that damn button. Why is it important for the wife of the guy, nobody voted for her, Thanks. but millions of Americans voted for her damn husband? Why the hell is he? We'll be back in a moment. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty. 
for good. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. I don't know who playing this music, but it's on point. Yep, I'm telling you right now. This is dedicated to Nikki Haley. I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Listen, real quick, I want to kind of, what were we uh, when we went to break? We were talking about Obama's woman. Okay, yeah. uh, this is my concern, really. I want to run past this because Michelle Obama does an interview and says some things that I totally am on the same page with. I am concerned, but I would really have rather heard her his thoughts as opposed to her thoughts. But for those of us who may know some people are in the know uh, oftentimes through through channels, we have totally understood that Barack Obama wants nothing to do with Joe Biden at all, not even a little. Uh, and he recently engaged uh, with the Biden administration. T.L., you wrote a, read an article. I did. I didn't see the interview. That it, part of the interview that you played uh-huh. was from the article that I read. Okay. Um, the and in, in, in the article, it talk it, it speaks to how Barack Obama came in and had a conversation, um, and it said a very loud conversation and, and told the Biden administration, "You need to get some of these people out of the, the White House and put them on the road uh, because they don't really have a team." That part. And, yeah. and and think about this. You know, they don't have people on the ground, and maybe they believe because he is the incumbent, he don't need people on the ground. He do. And maybe he believes that there are going to be certain people that just vote for him. But, again, going back to Michelle Obama sitting down on an interview, great, ma'am, and tell us what you're doing after you left the White House. But we don't want to hear your thoughts uh, on a crisis uh, that, quite frankly, came and stemmed uh, from, look, think, but she says a crisis in education. Well, y'all was in the White House for eight years. If there's a crisis in education, you missed eight years of that crisis. Right. That crisis ain't just starting. You know, if you want to go down. She did start a STEM program, though. <laughs> okay, okay. She tell did. Me where she that, did. Tell me where that's located because she's still it, talking about a crisis in education. How can a lady who was the wife to the president of the United States who garnered a great amount of votes, overwhelmingly, uh, like T.L. just said, young folk, 
young folk, a lot of poor folk, a lot of poor whites, poor blacks, a lot of people who need a boost in education. And then you bring your ass on a show and talk about the crisis in education when you were there for eight years and we still have a crisis in education. That means apparently somebody you was associated with for eight years failed these people. So don't tell me there's a well, crisis in education. Where the people that, that came in after them? Because it's been eight years since then. So where are they? Where are they? Uh, okay, no, no, no. It was another. It was another administration. Never before that. You say eight now. years Did since Obama? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Who? Okay. All right. But well, was, almost eight years. But it was yeah. four. Yeah, almost eight. Yeah. It was four. And so really, in the last twelve years, the Democrats been the president. That twelve out of the last. Well, you gonna figure out a way for it to be about them doing. No, no, you gotta listen. You just just gonna, you just gonna just, just pass over the the other four years that was in there. Okay, I'm gonna get to those four years, but listen to this. In the last 16 years, (laughs) the Democrats have been in the White House 12 out of 16, right? Right. So when you hear the first lady of the first black president come to a microphone and talk about there's a crisis in education, and you was there for eight years, then your friend, your Friend was there for four more years. That's twelve years, and the crisis still. That ain't a friend. They, they friend. You know, Jabar, you know, right. Barack Obama does but, not like. But, but let me just say, you this know thing. that. I, but again, at least somebody. There had to be some transition as to these are the things we worked on our eight years. Can y'all pick them? This is how it really works. Right, pick them back up. These are the things the last eight-year administration worked on. These are the things that work. These are things that don't work. Now, they passed this folder around, I promise you. Look, this is what the American people want to hear. Take this folder, and if you put this in your plan, this won with the American people when we won twice. This is what won. This is what carried us. This is is how you do it. Okay? Take this folder and go, right? So now, four years, Biden gets it for four years. They give him this folder because they ain't throw the folder away. They gave him the folder of what the key he points were. The folder. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rosa. Right, thank you, Rosa. I'll say, you, would you, he going all around the bush to just say Biden's failing? Okay, no, <laughs> no well, I'm not. I'm not saying. But see, this is the thing again. Yeah. That's where I get to that whole doggone uh, party thing. Uh-huh. Biden is not a a a Democrat per se. Ooh. You know what that Biden was. When he was, he was, un- you, you all know who Biden was. You do. Okay. We, well, we no, know who, was who he was. Who was he? We, you know exactly who you he was. You don't want to say it on the radio? I, I, and I, I, I know who he was. Yeah, he was a, he was a, yeah, he was a, with <laughs> them POS and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Right. Okay. okay? We fine. know that. We know that. They put him in office. They, bro, you know Don. Don, I, I don't know. This I guess maybe point. because no, I know no. you know these things. No, no, I do that. know. It frustrates you. But then you, no, no. you had these conversations with him, and then you know what he has said. But let me just say, say Listen, no, no. Let me just say this. All I'm saying is, out of the last 16 years, there have been some people who care about people the most. This is what they call themselves in the White House. There's still an education crisis in every urban community in this country. Everyone. You name one that don't have an education crisis, you're a damn lie. So we have a crisis. Proficiency in English and math in urban communities in this country is at an all-time low. Oftentimes, guess who live in those urban communities? Us. Black folk, right? And guess who are in charge of those school systems? Black folk, right? So how the hell are we mad at somebody else because the education crisis when we have allegedly been leading to charge to educate our children and change the dynamic of suffering when we have had 12 times to do this? 
Well, look, I mean, keep looking at what they do. Just let me just use an example of what's happening in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The mayor of Chicago wants to close chartered schools. Mm. Some of those schools that I know very, very well, like Elaine Tech, Absolutely. who have who has um, reading and math scores above average, and they service communities and kids that look like myself and uh, other words, black and brown people. Mm-hmm. But that's what he want to close and say you shouldn't have a choice. That's not even real life. That's not realistic. Because as soon as they graduate um, high school, guess what? You go back to choice. But but what percentage <laughs> of kids from magnet schools? Go to college. I know. Tell me. Almost 75% of these kids who go to these specialized schools go to college. But that's a Democrat plan, right? Mm-hmm. Close them and don't no, let 75% wait, wait, wait. No, no, of these no. kids go to college. Let me, let me just say this, right? That's empowering. But, but hmm. you got to listen. It's empowering. Yes, I'm yes. concerned that there's a black person in America mm-hmm. who is saying it's a good idea to close the schools that are making the difference. I'm concerned. Let's get this party down the road. I'm right. concerned. Why you get a Negro like this? I don't know what I okay. know where it came you from. Right. You follow me? Right, you paid for it. Let, let's take, yeah. the, let's take the, the, the party stuff out. Take the party out, Holly. Where do you find a Negro that wants to close performing schools good performing. because they say some kids feel bad because they can't go there. And they're going to feel bad one, four years one later. Who needs, one who needs the vote of those who are impoverished to keep him on high. But that don't even make that sense. That don't even make sense. Let me explain. Go ahead. Let's explain. Because so, I think so, you're just trying to talk so right now. So pretty much, um, I, I'll, put, I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this. Put it like this. The, the, uh, the Democrat Party feeds off. We not. We took politics out of it. Politics No, no. You can't have the conversation so, with politics. So how can I send words? You know, you know the crab in the barrel mentality? Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as you keep them down, they'll continue to vote for you. That's the type of person that's going to um, that's going to put those people in positions not to succeed. Okay, so what you're saying? Yes, this is what you're saying, yeah. right? As long as you keep them. Okay, okay oh, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. They can't grow. Yeah. If they don't know exactly, that's what you're saying. So Pretty you much. keep them bludgeoned, bludgeoned with miseducation. Yep. And then they feel the need to attach themselves to a situation. Anybody who's going to feed them a dollar. Mm. You you feed you give you give a bro you give a you give no a man go don't go down that road because uh, 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 I already you know what that means okay yeah, so yeah. So, to, to, so this is what my concern is right yeah. it's amazing when I see black folk come to microphones like Michelle Obama who have done very little to push the real change mechanism. Because I'm telling you right now, you can, I can find 30 videos of Michelle Obama speaking on behalf of LGBTs and talking to young gay kids on YouTube. And, you know, she was the first person to reach out to Dwayne Wade, 12-year-old, and say it's okay. You know what I mean? So we got to be careful. When was the last time you heard Miss Trump say anything? Okay. Anything. Anything Did other than plagiarize a speech. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me one time? <laughs> yes, I can hear you clear. Okay. Hear Let me just nice say this. This is what I'm saying. We just said we're taking politics out of this. Yeah. And we're talking about black. I didn't, I didn't say a name. I said okay. a, a last name. Okay. I didn't say Okay. Since so so we're taking re- politics yeah. out of this, right? Yeah. We know who Miss Trump was. She did not 
come to the table with an advanced degree from an Ivy League institution. She did not come to the table as an on-the-ground alleged activist worker in urban communities. She did not come to this conversation born in Gresham on the south side of Chicago, whose daddy was a working class man, whose mama was a working class person, and through great programs. Stedman, can I get wait, some wait. Uh, violin? Okay. No, no. No, no. You got to listen, man. Michelle Obama <laughs> came to this conversation as a young black woman from the south side of Chicago who went to a magnet school. Providence, no. CVS? No. She went to Whitney Young. Oh, yes. Okay. So, bad, so let me just say this. So she went to a magnet school. She rode a bus for an hour. As, as many of us did who made it out. Mm-hmm. So Michelle Obama, come from the South. Daddy worked on the bridge. He was a bridge taker downtown in Chicago. So I know the story, Michelle Obama. So when I hear her, when I see her at a microphone, I'm hoping she's going to really eloquently explain the real challenge of from when she's come, right? She know it. Barack don't know it. Barack ain't one of us. He ain't never been one of us, right? So, so let's take politics out of this. I just expect more from an educated black person mm. that's sitting next to a guy who got more votes from a broke, broken community than anybody in the history of America. That's all I'm saying. When I see her on the TV, I'm like, man, she's going to give us some deep information. Don't tell me you scared because you got 25 guys around your house 24 hours a day for the rest of your life. Don't tell me you terrified. You can't sleep at night. How dare you insult these broke down ass people who gave your husband their vote? You scared? No, you're driving a conversation. We got to get rid of Trump. He's frightening to us. That part. They that's what that's down. about. Let's okay. stop it, guys. Yeah. You're oh, not man, scared. y'all getting on my nerves with this right you're now. You're not scared. You got 25 guys around your house. Every they're night. the people, and they have guns, and they they work for the people that have had presidents assassinated. Thank you very much. <laughs> that doesn't give me any comfort. What? <laughs> yeah, you know. know. So t- tell us. T- no, I, no, I want to hear. Yeah, no, you talking I, about? He said she feels safe. Holly said. Holly said we getting on his nerves with this right now. Tell us what we getting on your nerves with. Because we keep talking. We keep talking about something that was. In, she came. She didn't call CNN and say, "Hey, look, can I do an interview with y'all?" They called her. If yeah. I know her, she probably would have sat at the house and just chill, been fine the rest of the day. Ain't nobody calling nobody else. Ain't nobody calling the Bushes, the old, the nobody calling nobody else. Okay, but this they is- want to know from her because she has some qualifications. Because she is educated, highly educated. We all she agree. went to, to she went to two of the most prominent schools in the United States, mm-hmm. and she and she has she has doctorate degrees and blah blah blah. And she was the the she was the the I should have said the vice president, but well. she was the vice president. Of, of the president of the United States. She got to see paperwork that none of us ever get to see or even know about. We don't disagree and, with you. And she's saying that, she, yeah, I'm, I'm but, afraid but, of this because she has, she probably has, does not, she knows she has no way to make a difference in that. But here's the conversation. But she had right. the chance to make a difference. Right. Here's you. the conversation. Mm. I'm scared of edu- I'm scared of what's happening to our kids in the, uh, in, in the education, the state of education for our kids. And she's watching the party she's a part of say close magnet schools where they're doing good because other people feel bad. Thanks. That's the conversation. And it and it and it, it, it means what? I mean, are they closing the schools? They have. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, doesn't it make sense. <laughs> They're not closing the schools. I'm, I mean, my kids went to magnet no, schools. No, 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 Both no, no, no. We're not talking about my, all over the country. We're not talking. Right. We're not talking. We're talking about, about Chicago, Chicago, which where is, she where she lived. Mm-hmm. 
where she has influence, mm. where Barack has influence, right. where this black man is a mayor has influence. His his mouthpiece said her mouthpiece said we have a problem with education. I'm scared where we're going. And the mouthpiece in Chicago said, let's close magnet schools where they're testing high. And she could have said, and she could have came out and just said, uh, he's, we don't agree with him, and we need to do this instead. But again, look, look, let's check out some open mics, and I want to come back and wrap this conversation up. Let's head over to the open mic right here on the Don Miller Show. Hey, what's up, Don Miller, Holly Holloman, LP, Stedman, Sparky 352. I don't know who that crazy dude is you got in the studio, but that's one of the worst policies ever. You don't give nobody free nothing. When you give people free stuff, they don't want to go to work. You want something, get up and go work for it. I've been doing that for 50, for 50 years. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Almost 50 years. 47 years. You want something, go work for it. Sparky out. Be do be Oh, wow. Sparky. I never heard Sparky get it. We got to listen to open mic before we go ahead. I mean, it okay. sounds to me like if it's the black communities, keep voting these same worthless black uh, leaders in whether it's education, city council, whatever, and then they don't do nothing. I mean, where's the accountability for that? Like, that, it sounds to me like you voted them in. You're responsible for it, Detroit, Chicago, or wherever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, um, and most of these people just just want power. They don't want to change anything. That okay, go ahead. Facts. The quicker you learn that the Obamas and Clintons, those types of people, hate America despise it they hate it they're in bed with our enemy and that's a fact the quicker you realize that you'll realize nothing they do is for the good of this country it's all narrative and agenda based to one fill their own pockets two turn this country socialist and they're using your own black community to turn it against itself and and i I don't get it how y'all like some of you not you don hadn't figured it (laughs) one of the greatest quotes of all time is champion for crumbs and that's all you'll be given our government has created a mentality amongst americans that we only deserve a little bit and that the government has to give it to them and that we have to beg them for it the mentality of like 50 60 percent of this country if not more that's why we're in this problem again Mm. Again, you I, know what, Don? God, listen to what you said, Don. And actually, kind of, you think about it, the a lot of the African Americans are like Florence. Uh, what was her name? Florida on mm-hmm. Good Times. Mm-hmm. Remember every time Joe, uh, 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 James tried to get out, mm-hmm. Florida would always come in here with this whole backwoods. Hey, what well, you know? You should do this right thing and and kept them in the ghetto. <laughs> he kept. She kept them in the ghetto. And then they say George. They say John. They say James died. James ain't died. James left, and he did like you said. He went to Mississippi, got him a new wife and a new family, and moved on with his life because Florida wanted to keep them in the ghetto. And I and I, I really feel I, I mean, and it's, I'm making a joke about it, but it's kind of the way it all seems that it's like we keep wanting to stay in the same place and and not take the chances or the uh, or the risk to be able to move forward and do something different. I think right is right and wrong is wrong. Whether it's black, white, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, or Haitian, whether I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. It just need to be right, and we can't we can't get past parties to get past, get to the right. Everybody's stuck in parties, and we got to figure out some kind of way to make people work. You know, uh, make the right things be the right decisions. But uh, but we struggling, man. And I and I know you saying that about that. We saying about the black community, but the United States as a whole is way behind 
places like China and Japan as far as education goes. These people are are, are become they're they're teaching their kids to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. We are teaching our kids to be rappers and 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 uh and social media uh, specialists TikTok, or TikTok something. stars. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah that's, and, that's, and that's what we're doing. You're extremely right. So that that is why I get upset when I hear anyone, especially that has been even close to the seat of power, say something so egregious as to address the crisis in education. Now, the environment, uh, you know, talk about the environment. There's mixed emotion on the environment, okay? There's, there's, there's mixed emotion on this whole AI, people, yay AI, people, nay AI. People are looking at this war overwhelmingly. We need to get out. Get out. But when you say education, every person in this country can agree to date, no matter what party you're in, no matter what color, the color of your skin, that we have a crisis in education. We are not educating or preparing our young people for the next generation. We have failed them, and we have failed them miserably, right? Championship. But my issue with all of this, if you have been close to the seat of power, close, senator, secretary of the bathroom, and you have not hollered from the mountaintop, the crisis in education in America, then I don't even want to hear you say a damn thing. That part. Okay? Thanks. I'm just, that's just my position. If you have been close, think about this, right? Everybody who go in there, the first ladies, all of them, they have a little first lady agenda. Somebody said, Nancy Reagan would say no to drugs. Somebody was this. Somebody was that. Michelle Obama's should have been food. education when it was fresh food. It was, it was fresh food. You follow me? That's come on, guys. But Building you know dog. what? You can ride fresh food all day long. You can dance on the TV. You can jump up and down and do backflips. Nobody gives a damn. The agenda of any Negro that has the ability to drive the conversation, knowing what happens for those who vote overwhelmingly for anybody look like them, should be education. And I'm going to stand on that till I can't stand on it no more. There is nobody who looks like me close to the seat of power in this country should, should not be speaking on education because education is the dynamic changer. That's all. Education. Change the damn game. Educate these damn kids. Move them toward growth, not failure. We driving these damn kids toward failure every damn day. Every moment, if you turn the TV on, you got some cooning-ass rapper who can't spell his name with a bunch of damn chains on, with a bunch of gold teeth, who's an absolute moron, and then somebody moved towards speaking truth to power. Everybody, like, oh, damn. Thank you, Cat Williams. Thank you, Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is we need to pay attention to what's happening in our community, and at the beginning of it all is education. They're watching third grade. They're watching third grade in America. And those who are not performing by the third grade, Holly, they are in line for the school to prison Mm -hmm. pipeline. What percentage of young black men and women and Hispanic men and women and poor whites in Appalachia couldn't read and went to prison? 88? I'll say like 80%. Almost 90? Almost 90. There's a correlation between education and incarceration. Stop fooling yourself. So if you had a close seat to the seat of power, Calm down. Say this again. And you didn't scream from the mountaintop that there's an education crisis among poor people, not black, but poor people in this country. Then shame on you for being close and not making a difference. We're going to go to break. We come back. The Don Miller Show, Fort Man Radio. Okay, man. 
This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, one made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. My friends, Thanks so much. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. Man, dude, right here. This dude right here, man. They keep trying to tell Neil Withers, y'all. All you want to do is use me. Thank you so much, everybody. That's how I feel sometimes. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm being used. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, the the late intern raised her hand uh, during the last conversation. We're going to turn the corner real quickly, but she was jumping up and down in the studio. Uh, she is uh, the late intern. The late intern had something to say about uh, Michelle Obama. Come on, go to the microphone. 
what you say when we were talking about uh, the programs that she embraced, which was the uh, fresh, fresh food. food. There was a fresh food. I didn't appreciate the fact that all of her agendas was based on a he healthy lifestyle, but didn't contribute to education as a whole, except for messing up our lunch. <laughs> messing up your lunch. I what happened? My nuggets and pizza. What happened? No, because <laughs> they took they changed the lunch. Syrup. They took away syrup. They took away mustard. Ugh. Took away pizza. Really? Regular pizza, pepperoni. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Veggie pizzas. That's what y'all have. No, they took those away too. So they took pizza away. What were y'all eating? Garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Spaghetti noodles. Thank you, no ladies. Ain't it amazing how the young people? Some about it. Pin, the young people pinpointed something quickly. No, I remember some, right? And that's the point. When, when, when listen, I, we gonna move on past this real life but, stuff. But go ahead, real quick. Okay, but I'm not gonna knock her totally. I remember when she did the necessity of school counselors. That was a good initiative. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Girls' education. That okay. Was, that okay. Was good. All right. That's all? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I agree with that. She did do that. But she had a better chance to blow it up and didn't blow it up. So let's turn the corner. Uh, Holly, you are the correspondent uh, for the Don Miller Show in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, Fannie Willis is the prosecutor in Atlanta, and she is the prosecutor who is currently uh, prosecuting President Trump. Uh, Fannie Willis has, listen, and I tell people this all the time, and and I don't know if they believe me, uh, but I tell them all the time. If you gonna jump your monkey ass into the fray, let me just say this slowly so everybody understand. If you jump out in the fray, you better make sure you don't cover your bases. Mm -hmm. you, you follow me? So say clean out your closet. Fannie Willis, who is a well-known person in Atlanta, uh, she is the district attorney for Fulton County. And she is prosecuting President Trump. She hired uh, a gentleman to be a private lawyer, hired this guy uh, to be the prosecutor on the Trump case. Right. And now it's coming out that in his divorce action, Fannie Willis's name comes up. And after digging further into this. Uh, seems like she has signed off on about $654,000 in legal payments to this gentleman. And so now they're saying, is that a conflict that she may be engaged in a romantic relationship uh, with this guy? Go ahead, T.O., real quick. It's trigger warning, by the way. I'm just letting y'all know. Mm -hmm. I read this article. Mm -hmm. I've seen the news. I, I, I listened to it. First off, I don't know. People that look like me call her Fanny. People that look don't look like me call her Fanny. We got to figure out how to pronounce her name. But I'm triggered, and I'm going to tell you why I'm triggered. Because we get triggered. all this information from his divorce proceedings. Okay, now watch this. This is an allegation. Attorney Nathan Wade. It's an allegation. Got 600. It ain't an allegation that he got a bunch of money. No, that's not. It's an allegation that he knocking off. Right. Okay, now watch this. But it did come up in his divorce. Right. And many people that I know that are close to the situation, said absolutely they're together. Mm. Okay? And there is some evidence that they have gone on trips. Now, maybe they went to Miami to study the law. <laughs> I've done that before. That couldn't have been his <laughs> money he used? Uh, no, it ain't about the money. Okay. It's about she hired a guy that she had a personal relationship Conflict with. Conflict of interest. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. So, so what are your thoughts on that, Holly? 
Holly. Like this, I, I feel like you should be able to employ your family members. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought she was going to say. I, I mean, many, many, many people do stuff like that, but the thing is, she should know better than to have any. You got to clear your dirt for, before you start messing with politics mm-hmm. on that level. Mm-hmm. You got to clear all your dirt because that's where all the politicians get in trouble is that they don't clear. So they get to a point where they think they're untouchable and and then things come out. Everybody, It's always somebody sitting around there waiting to go tell that. Mm-hmm. They can't wait to go tell that. And some who decided to say, hey, look, let's go look. I mean, I'm sure they said, hey, let's look in her background since she's trying to get to us. Let's go look into her background. And if you got un- unlimited funds to go look, you're going to eventually find something. There's some receipts out here. Uh, TL's looking at the receipt as we speak. Uh, this is why you, again, Holly, like you said, right? You got to be on some squeaky clean when you start pushing up against that level of power, Stedman. Right? Yeah. You got to tell it. Good, I'll tell good. it first. Well, they, they went I'll out of state first. to see the out of state witness, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, if you okay. tell it first, if you tell it first, you say, "Hey, look, and by the way, y'all, me and Big Boy, we hid things. We we doing this right now." Nah, it ain't nothing to tell. Okay. You this, know, you got to tell it first. Don't be the, don't don't let it be found out. You got to okay. tell. This it. guy billed Fulton County $33,000 in a 6-day f- period. Okay? $33,000. Okay, there the receipts are out here. You can go see them. Then 25,000 more all the way up to the tune of 600 plus 1000. Since no. his girlfriend, alleged girlfriend, has hired him to prosecute President Trump. Taxpayer money. Yeah. Well, we already we already know that lawyers charge you way out the yin-yang. We know that. <laughs> that was, Holly, we, I'm triggered we, over here, man. Look, we, I can't get right over here on this one. Lawyers we, come we get your that. money. But, but, we know, but we know that they do that. They all, they overcharge you. Then if your girl in charge of the money or have some, <laughs> where do you go? She ain't, she, he'd be like, hey, don't question that because I'm going to use that. We're going to ride this. We're going to go on this trip. Bonnie and Clyde, baby. Hey, it's, it's, it, and, and I'm not get me, she wrong in the mug. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it count, it, it's almost on the edge of stupid. <laughs> Holly, <laughs> but, okay, hold on. You you the correspondent for Atlanta, and I uh-huh, know uh-huh. Um, Fanny is a do-no-wrong person in Atlanta. What's the temperature now? Uh, well, it's, it's not, they don't, see, this is the thing about here is that they don't really talk about everything. To, they don't talk about it too much. You know, they let stuff kind of slide through, slide through till it become a major story. Cause this is about to become major. Oh, and then they will start, they, and yeah, and then they will start talking about it. But just like with, uh, uh, Miss Abrams and all of, it's, it's brother, they, everything It's really weird, but they almost do the hood, the, the hood, uh, laws, you know, it's like if you snitch, uh, snitches get stitches. <laughs> so that they don't really, they don't, they don't, they no, don't, don't say a nobody. whole lot. Yeah, they don't say a whole lot till you know it becomes a, 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 a major situation, and it'll it'll come up after a while. Then everybody will throw their hands up and tell me, I don't even, I don't deal with them. I don't have nothing to do with those people. Blah blah blah. But it's it's really not been so uh, such an ugly situation yet, and uh, I'm I'm just waiting for it to come out. You know, I'm just waiting for it to because they got a couple of news people here that you know they live on the edge. And uh, I'm sure they'll bring it. They'll start bringing it up. But right now, they got so much stuff going on in Atlanta. People just trying to trying to live to get to the grocery store and get home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much for that, Holly. Uh, I just when I look at this man, I you know, I'm a realist in terms of certain. Why? Why? why how is you? How do you know, ma'am? You went to college. 
you went to college, you went to law school, you went to a good law school, you went to Emory, you went to Howard undergrad, you're a grown-ass woman, you got, you know, come on. How do you know that his wife is going to drop this nugget? Yeah. So, how do you not know that? Did she go? Did she go to uh, the attorneys for Michael Ronan? Or no, 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 no. Hold on. Just calm down. Go ahead. Okay. How do you know that this guy's wife ain't gonna drop this nugget? You know she's gonna drop the nugget. It's the same thing that happened with the mayor here when all of that stuff went 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 on with the mayor and he started dating. I know some inside little stuff on 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 those things that they can hush it. They hush it up. They they hush stuff up around here, but the, but the one thing I tell you, these females in Atlanta and and people that know they ratchet, they can be pro- politicians or whatever. The ratchetness is still there. But you know, it's just funny, right? Because I think there's a level of arrogance in this. Mm. Uh, you are in a allegedly in a relationship with a married man. You are the district attorney in Fulton County. That's a problem right there, right? You are allegedly a person of integrity, holding it to a certain level. You are going after people. But for, for, let me just say this. How is that not a problem right there? Blatantly out, your name shows up in a divorce action. Now, granted, the wife could be lying. Man, look, let me tell you something. That, that money will go find some nuggets to. That's why to, I told to Holly, how long have you been saying that? And, and then, yes. And when right that now. money went and found it, you, right, after, right after that money went and found this little nugget and put it out there, who you got out there in um, Georgia talking? Um, Marjorie Taylor. Mm-hmm. She came right on out and started hitting and punching. Look, that money will go find, especially in a divorce. Yeah. I'm yeah. triggered over here, y'all. But it's just unfortunate because these people, so they are so contradicting. You know, you out here messing with this wife, this lady's husband, allegedly. Well, you know what she's going to say? He told me they were separated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, he told me they were separated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, yeah. But then again, as a politician, as a person of integrity, supposedly, you should be like, well, as soon as you guys get divorced, we can start knocking it off. But until you get to, you know, uh, man, I really wish our world lived like that, but we don't. And I mean, Marjorie Taylor's still in; she's still in office, and she, you, it's a lot. We got file is file. Yeah, but we well, just, well, well, we well, I just think we I just think it. I think we're looking at a different standard here. I think, and I'm gonna just say this on the radio: if this was a white DA, TL, I'm doing the same thing. It'd have got legs by now. <laughs> the story would have got legs you by think now. So? Man, think about this, right? If this was a white person, a white person going after Trump and hired a boyfriend or girlfriend, right, to this tune, even if it was a white person, they mm-hmm. would the story would get legs. Black folk, y'all better ride this thing out because I'm telling you. He ain't you, got that much power. White, no, no. White guilt is fleeting. <laughs> but these woke whites holding on, y'all. I'm telling you right now, these woke whites are holding on. And I'm telling you right now, I'm th- look, I'm telling this would be a story if this was a white person doing this. I, I'm telling you. Is the key is, this, they, is okay. that they're going after Trump? No, 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 no. The key is when you when you do go after somebody like that with that kind of money, you really might want to make sure, hey, uh, you matter of fact, hey, babe, I love you, but I can't give you this contract. Not right now. That's all. How de- Look, come on, people. This is the same lady that prosecuted the teachers in Atlanta and sent teachers to jail. Okay? She's 100% about prosecution. 
She going after the little, what's the little rapper name that lived in Buckhead? S Y C Y. No, no, one of them big, one of the little. Yeah, he big, he big. The little, anyway. But yeah, it's a whole group of But again, so she out here telling people about how they living their life. Look how she living her life. She spoke. She in church every Sunday, singing "Jesus on the Main Line." Look how you living your life. But lady. she probably go to that. You, you, you know, in Atlanta, or any church you bribe. Okay, you, you I'm just saying this you is a problem, and we should not condone this, and we should ask for yeah, a, we, a deeper investigation as to why this guy that she seems to be under, based on this divorce action, why we saw these receipts. That's a lot of money, guys, in a short a period of, of time. The receipts are out there. You can see the receipts, and like, damn, you know what I mean. That's a lot of money. She could have gave this case to two lawyers, right? How is one guy going after Trump? As a, there should be five people on this team. No, they didn't want to split the money. <laughs> you follow me? There should be Everybody five is. people yeah, on this team, got, right? That, you got, that's probably right. Yeah, you got one dude, black guy. He's probably a pretty good defense attorney. He's in Atlanta, at least, you know. So he, he got to be a good defense attorney. But he is going up after a guy with 19 lawyers, right? So you just pick one guy, give him 600 grand over less than a year because he's that good or because he's that good? <laughs> mm. Huh? Huh, It's because he's that good or because he's that good? You'll mess laying that wood. Absolutely, man. Come on, man. We should say no, no, no to this. Thank you so much, everybody. Again, feel free to join us Monday through Friday right here on the Don Miller Show. Uh, Florida Man Radio coming up 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The Shannon Burke Radio Show. Uh, Shannon's here uh, for four hours. Great radio. Check it out. Easy. And, of course, the lovely and very talented Heather, followed by Jesse Kelly and in the morning, Bubba the Lust Bunch, all right here on Florida Man Radio. Head over to floridamanradio.com where you can listen to everybody's podcasts, including Don Miller, or uh, download the app in the App Store. Take us anywhere you go. So, again, thank you so much. TL's in the studio today. I am. Uh, he has been uh, gone for a minute trying to figure out some other things, but uh, we welcome you back. Uh, uh, LP's in the studio. Hey, LP, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you okay, good. But LP, when, when I tell LP to go deep, that means he's going to be stuck in deep the whole show. He's like, I, to say I got something real deep to say. Uh, just relax, man, baby boy. Relax, man. Relax. Okay. The late intern over there, she's filming. We got... Active cameras in the studio now. Also, you can watch us live, even when you get home tonight, on Facebook at the Florida Man Radio Network on Facebook. I'm telling you, this is all it's getting better. It's coming together, and we thank you so much. I want to turn the corner on something really quick. Uh, we talk about I, 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 this, the, the, there's something called pandering, this word called pandering, this word called pandering, and... Guys, listen to me. At what point do we get offended? At what point it's just too much? So the other day, President Biden, they held his hand and led him to Charlotte, South Carolina, Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina the other day. And he shows up at the historic Mother Emanuel AME Church uh, where the massacre occurred uh, in 2015, where this young white dude goes into church, sits with the seniors, while they have prayer meeting and then shoots and kills uh, several uh, of the members of Mother Emanuel AME Church. It was a devastating uh, situation. It was a horrible act. And so 
this church historically has been a great voice over 100 years old. Dr. King and many of the people from that era, Booker T., spoke at this church. So this church has history, especially in that region and, and also in the black community. So Joe Biden goes to this church, which I kind of view in a sense as sacred ground for the voice. Should be. And goes in the pulpit, and they say he's the first president to speak from the pulpit of Mother Emmanuel. And my concern is, why is he there? Why is he at this church? And why is he at this church at this time? Uh, go ahead, T.O., real quick. Your thoughts. Okay. Okay. So you so you don't have any thoughts. No, I got tons of thoughts. Okay, go the, ahead then. The, I mean, it's, it's strategic. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, like you said, it's pandering. Okay. The... Why that? Like you said, why that church? Why go in there and say some of the things he said? And then, uh, did you? Yes. Again, I yes. read another article. Yes. I'll be reading sometimes. Mm-hmm. You be reading? I'll be reading. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Let that <laughs> why, stay there. Why, why did somebody bring up the Palestinian and Israel war during his time in there? Okay. Uh, Holly, your thoughts on him going to Mother Emanuel the other day? Right. First of all, I ain't know he went. Okay. <laughs> and and it mattered that much to me. There's, mm-hmm. It's like okay, you stop by somebody church and I, I and you did this. Now I did see a I did see a, a quick scene of him standing there. You know all the the little black folks standing by because I make good pictures. You do good. That's good PR. <laughs> and I'm in the you know I'm in the marketing and and, and stuff. And that was great PR. The, the the shots of them back there with their robes on and Biden standing there at the pulpit like he getting ready to do a sermon. It it looks good, especially for those who don't read the whole article. Or, or, you know, find out everything about it. They just look and go, oh, see there? See there here at the black church? All right, we good. You know, it's 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 marketing. It's advertising. It's marketing. It's, and but, it's but, you, but is it offensive, though? Um, When he go in there to say what he said is offensive, because he, he only went in there to drop the slavery bombs. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. and that's what he went there and did. This he is went what to, he went to a, He went to a church in South Carolina, and this is why it's offensive to me. Nikki Haley gets tied up the other day. For whatever reason, she was wrong as hell, and maybe she didn't even know. How how can we? How is it? Why do we think people are so educated that they know everything in every box? When Nikki Haley was presented with the question of South Carolina, South Carolinian Nikki Haley about slavery, she nodded up, didn't know what to say, right? <laughs> or she knew what to say, but she was looking at the New Hampshire white faces and didn't want to say it, Stedman, right? So she's in New Hampshire. She gets asked a question about slavery. About the Civil War, she didn't know what to say or she didn't want to say it. You pick the side, okay? But she definitely nutted up, right? Later to come back with some song and dance, but she nutted up. Joe Biden immediately heads to South Carolina from whence she comes, right? Mm-hmm. And goes to a historic black church built out of slavery and, and hits the slavery curveball to the black folk. Come on, how offensive is that? Black people died in this church recently. Not back then. That's they the, died in this church in every and the only church of color that black people have died in to this extent since the bombing in Alabama and the little girls. But you know why that nugget works? Come on. You be careful when you walk in there. You know why that nugget works, though? Yeah. Be, the, that nugget, him going in to talk about what Trump said or what Nikki Haley said in regards to the Civil War and not wanting to mention slavery. That nugget works on that church because they only listen to one side of the conversation. But again, though, true. man, listen to me, man. How is that okay? Oh, well, it's not okay. How how are people? How it's not, look? I'm but it's strategic. It's, it, it, I'm gonna it, say it this works. right now. I'm gonna say it on the show, 
And I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care where you're located. Stedman, you might have to dump this. I'm going to try to be okay with this. I'm so ashamed of some of these Negroes. I am so ashamed of some of these Negroes. that Some of the people that look like me, I am so ashamed of y'all. You guys have gotten sucked into a narrative, and it is just spiraling, and ain't nobody saying stop here. How does this dude, whose history is what it is, go look at his history? How does Joe Biden, whose history, legislative action, who's best friends with the grand cyclops KKK. of the Knights of the KKK, who stands in a church and gives the eulogy to the grand cyclops of the Knights of the KKK. Negroes, how do you let this guy come into a black church coming out of slavery, putting people on, and only, only eight years ago did a low-level POS go into this church and murder black seniors? Y'all got to be out of y'all damn mind, man. He should not be able to walk on that ground. He uh-huh. gives no dams about the struggling people. Come on, man. Y'all crazy as hell, man. It's Please, somebody stop me, man. It's I'm pissed. I am so mad that y'all let this dude. Ain't no damn forgiveness, man. <laughs> Listen to me, Dude, man. I say, I know you guys <laughs> let Joe Biden go into the Mother Emanuel Church, AME Church, in beautiful Charleston, where black senior citizens praying to Jesus Christ, their personal Savior, on a Wednesday night. A massacre, guys. Yeah. He can't go there. Hell no, he can't go there. How's that okay? It's not. Give us a call, 321-339-1055. Come on, man. What Again, are we doing, man? Again, that nugget works. Uh, he, he went in there just to drop the slavery bomb. Yeah, he and, did, and though. But how is that Nikki, okay, he, dog? I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay. It's not okay. But what's, what's further not okay, <laughs> what's further not okay is the fact that we only listen to one side of the conversation. Okay. If we, if we listen to the whole conversation, he wouldn't be able to come into church and be like, Hey, listen what Nikki Haley said. She talked about. We she should be even saying at mother. Why are we having politicians coming into churches anyway? Right, separate church and state, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, it ain't about separate church and state. You know who don't love you? <laughs> Let's be clear, man. Look, I don't. There's a lot of people. Not only do I not love, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I actually have disdain for a lot of people. Yeah. Let's be clear. And for you to say forgiveness, it's, wait, wait. You too young to be in that mindset right now, young fella. Listen to me. Yep. I get it. You're yep. walking with the Lord, pressing your way through. Yes. But when I see black folk, Holly, you saw it. Terrell, you saw it. We talked about it. Standing in front of Mother Emanuel AME Church in 2015 when they mamas wasn't even in the ground, talking about forgiveness. Yeah. That showed me the mindset of the Negro in America. I was just saying their position. No, I can't forgive you. Holly, can you forgive somebody and your loved one ain't in the well, ground? This is, what it, this is what I've always said. This is what I've always said. Mm-hmm. You can forgive them, but don't never forget. I'm See, like the that. thing is that people, people I can't forgive in the first things, 24 hours. But you, you don't. Yeah. I ain't going to forgive in the first 24 hours. We've forgiven yeah, all. We've forgiven. Yeah, not in the first 24 hours. It will take <laughs> right, a few still minutes. angry. Right, right. But, but over, the history of, over the history of this country, mm-hmm. we have forgiven. But Everything. we should never forget, and that's what I'm. That's what I fear uh, about. And not. And and, and please, Tia, t- uh, t- I'm not directing this towards you specifically. I'm saying that the Generation X people are getting further away from 
the, what actually happened in the sixties and, and, and things with the, 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 and, and, and all of those things. Hey, that hey Roger, on. we got to run the break. The, 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 we got to run the break. Stop of the hour. I mean, bottom of the hour, top. I mean, all right. We oh, yeah, bottom of the hour, yeah. Listen to the all Don right, Miller Show right. on Florida Man Radio. Boom. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor. Now, my fingers are my eyes. I'm Michael Naranjo. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that is worth doing. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. I know it can do a lot of good. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Back to the John Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Mm. What's she saying about Hollywood? There ain't nobody. Nowhere around here. Ain't nobody yeah. Staple singers. Wow. That's the heaven. Ain't no smile. No, you want to do it I'll do mm. Thank you so much, everybody. Pop, pop, so let, let me just say this real quick. I just got a message. Don, why are you so upset about Joe Biden going to that church? Let me just say this. As a guy who enjoys reading, I would probably say that I'm a really serious reader. I read a lot. I got books in the car. I keep books with me. To understand the history of Mother Emmanuel. The AME Church is the oldest independent black denomination in America. Mother Emanuel, founded in 1817 in Charleston, South Carolina, was a church that spun off of no place to worship for the Negro. Now listen to me. So when you got to go and you find a place to bring people to worship, Morris Brown, uh, if you know the history of Morris Brown, um, you've got to understand the history of the building up of the black church. There were places these people couldn't go, especially out of slavery. There were so many places in the South. Um, when you listen to this, right, it is probably the oldest black church 
south of Baltimore in America. The historic value of this church that has allowed some of the greatest leaders of our time to speak from its pulpit. Booker T., many of them, Dr. King. So we should protect this. This should be something that we treasure in our community. And then when Dylan Ruth, a POS, Hmm. sought a place to go to create carnage, there are a lot of black churches in Charleston. He chose the black church that would hurt us the most. Now, how did he know this? And we didn't. Mother Emmanuel, especially after the shooting, should be protected, should be sacred ground for all black people, no matter what your denomination and who we allow to use that platform to communicate with us should be communicating something extremely positive and about our growth. Not the curveball that Nikki Haley didn't know what started the Civil War. Not a white dude whose history, significant history, has a bit against the same people that he want to come to him. No, he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there. Because this is the same guy who stood in the pulpit and acknowledged his wonderful relationship with the same clan leader who oppressed that region of America. Come on, guys. That Robert Byrd was the grand cyclops. That's a regional boss. It's like a mob boss for a region, right? Yeah. South Carolina, North Carolina, that region of America was once controlled by the very group of people. That Robert Byrd, the Grand Cyclops of the Knights of the KKK, a standing lunch with Joe Biden. He was a part of the region of the KKK that terrorized the same Negroes in Charleston. And in many of the regions of the Carolinas. So I guess you say, Don Miller, you're being sensitive and, and, and you're being wrong. Anybody should be able to go to the house of the Lord. I'm not saying you can't go to the house of the Lord, but on the sacred ground that we just lost some black folk. Thanks. He should not be there, and he definitely should not be there talking about slavery. And let me turn to the congressman from South Carolina. I have no respect for Jim Clyburn. I think he's a terrible, low-level individual because when Joe Biden was dead in the water, had no shot at an American presidency, he came to South Carolina, and Jim Clyburn put him on his back. Reinvigorated the whole campaign. He built this project, yet he has not even raised his hand to say no to some of the actions that we're seeing. So, Jim Clyburn, you're a nobody. You need to go home. Old person. Never agree with Terrell about this one. But he needs to go home. There's no benefit to Jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn, Jim Clyburn is only the second black person in the history of South Carolina to represent South Carolina in the United States House of Representatives. Only the second, guys. The last guy was 81 years ago. I appreciate you Almost more than that. One, Maybe 100, prepare right? The, prepare the other. The second, the, the, just listen to me for a minute. It's a teachable moment. I, sometimes I come in here and I scream and holler, and you be like, Don, oh, he tripping. No, Don is terrified like Michelle is. <laughs> because I'm terrified because I'm watching my people, black folk, 
engage in a situation that is absolutely disrespectful and quite frankly non-beneficial to them. When you allow this president to walk on the sacred ground of Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, the same region that his friend, his friend, his buddy, Robert Byrd, was a part of the leadership of the Knights of the KKK. And you think it's okay. And then he comes there and he talks about slavery and not one of these highfalutin, I said that, Negroes with microphones, run to the microphone and say, thumbs down, dog. You don't supposed to be there. So I came here today. My, my, my mission today, when I walked in this studio, is say no. It's not acceptable. My mission today is to say, Jim Clyburn, you wrong as hell for toting this white dude whose history mm. is against the very people who sat in that church, who died in that church, who cried in that church. Go on, y'all play too much. See, that, he, and he doing it again. Y'all play too much, God. He doing it again. <laughs> play, I ain't playing with you no more. I am not playing. Wrong is wrong. Facts. Facts. Joe Biden has no business in that church. Now, you can go to a bunch of churches, but not the church that came out of slavery, not the church where his buddy oppressed the region mm. as a leadership member, executive committee of the KKK. Wait a minute. Not in the church where the beautiful senior citizens died in 2015 at the hands of a white guy who knew the value of this church to the Negro more than the Negro. He sought that church out, guys. He knew where he was going. He knew the history of that church because he wanted the greatest impact. Yeah. Don, he probably just looked up the National Register as no, well. Dude, he knew it. He knew where he was going. So, Who? Dylan Roof, watch, watch, stay with me, please. I'm with you. Dylan Roof knew where he was going in 2015 when he murdered innocent people praying to Jesus. He knew where he was going. His destination was important to him because he knew the value in his destination, Stedman. He knew, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to kill these black people at a sacred pace and really bring attention to me. And I'm going to go out like I wanted to go out at this level with attention. He knew it. He sought it out. And I contend that Joe Biden knows the value of that place, too. Mm -hmm. And that's why he went there the other day. Yeah, thanks. Hmm? We cannot allow that to happen. Give us a call, 321-339-1055. Let's ride out on some open mics. Wow, it amazes me how much logic and reason y'all give uh, the Democrats for what they're doing. I mean, obviously, they don't give, they don't care about your child's education. They want activists. Look what's coming out of colleges. The reason she's upset about education is because conservative parents are fighting it, and that's what scares her. Hey, good morning, guys. You know, there's <clears throat> some cities where black people thrive. You can be a professional, and, and nobody would assume that you're a drug dealer because you're driving a fancy car or, or wearing nice clothes. And Atlanta is one of them. D.C., Chicago, New York, L.A., but outside of these areas, it's a bunch of bootlickers, man. And that's why they were, he was able to go in that church and, and talk like that. Facts. Okay. Facts. I want to just follow up on what I was saying, you know, bootlickers, man, stepping fetching black people. Uh, Brad, know how to use fear 
and and we are so susceptible to fear, man. We just can't get off the Democrat plantation of our minds to see beyond that, and it works. Don Miller, I understand where you're coming from. It is hard to forgive, especially for some senseless murders that this guy did. But you get him out of your heart and let God take care of him. It's God's vengeance. You don't have to like the guy. You don't have to wish him the best. But let God take care of it. Okay, thank you so much again. Uh, feel free to join us. We'll be back tomorrow, TL. Hey, man. Thank you, man. Man, look. Um, uh, I, you know, it's hard for me sometimes, and it seems like it's getting harder and harder uh, for me to engage in behavior or ignorance when, and not say anything about it. Uh, I know there are people who think me and Holly and D'Amica mm-hmm. and just come on the microphone every day. Look, we care. We this is we do, we're passionate about this in real life. You know, everybody has a right to their position, their opinion. But I think the most important thing is to have a position or opinion. If you ain't got a position or opinion, there's a special place in hell for you. Hmm. Somebody got to say something. And I'm telling you, yes, I'm screaming and hollering because this is the most ridiculous time I've seen in my life. Never seen a more ridiculous time. Never seen more ridiculous engagement. Never seen more ridiculous political dialogue and discourse. And I'm frightened just like Michelle said she was. But I am going to present the conversation to people who need to hear it. Hey, y'all need to hear this. You need to hear what everybody's saying on every platform. Holly Holliman. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Listen, for uh, all of us here, Lake intern over there doing great work uh head over to our instagram page and watch afterthoughts on the don mill show is what happens in the studio when the mic is not on uh shout out to you my friend lp yeah stabman man i appreciate you bro so for all of us here at the don miller show have a wonderful day bye bye everybody WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonella. Bill O'Reilly here. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Coming up next, the news with Mike Slater. Thank you, Bill. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Here's what's happening today in America. Joe Biden off script. They found the door and more. VR had to do a home near you. And Nike and Tiger split. It's all coming up. Then Bill's going to be here with your message of the day. But first, Joe Biden was giving a speech at the church in Charleston where that murderer killed nine black members of the church back in 2015. During his speech, protesters stood up and chanted ceasefire for about a minute. Biden went off script, said, I understand their passion. And I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza and using all that I can to do that.
Meanwhile, New York City police arrested 325, they say pro-Palestine, argument could be made pro-Hamas protesters, who blocked the entrances to the Holland Tunnel and three other bridges in New York City during yesterday's morning commute. That's all it takes to shut down traffic, 325 people. They're getting misdemeanor slaps on the wrists. The Alaska Airlines flight, where the door plug was ripped from the plane, leaving a massive hole on seat 26A, which amazingly no one was sitting in. Could you imagine if someone was? Unfortunately, it was at 16,000 feet early in the flight, not at 30,000 when people could have been up out of their seats. Well, they found the door. Well, they didn't find it. Bob found it. A teacher. It was in his backyard. And two cell phones that flew out of the cabin were found, too. How could that possibly be? One of them still working. That could be an Apple commercial. My phone breaks when I drop it off the table. This phone survived a fall of 16,000 feet. Speaking of Apple, February 2nd, Apple will be launching its really first major new product since their watch about 10 years ago. Their virtual reality headset, the Apple Vision Pro. $3,500 of these big space goggles. and They're controlled with your eyes and some hand gestures. For what it's worth, I will never put one of these on my head. I will go to my grave having never experienced virtual reality. I don't care how much more productive it will make me or how cool it is or if my TV screen now looks like it's 100 feet wide. I'm out. And I hope you will join me staying in the real world. Tiger Woods and Nike are ending their partnership after 27 years. Started right after Tiger Woods won his third straight amateur championships back in 1996. Nike posted on social media, it was a hell of a round, Tiger. When Woods signed that first five-year deal, it was $40 million. His next deal was $100 million, the one after that won $60, and his final deal in 2013 for $200 million. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. The great Bill O'Reilly has your message of the day. Next. Our freedoms should never be taken for granted. They must be cherished, protected, and defended. When corporations pander to the liberal agenda, they must be punished. When corporations stand up for conservative values, they should be supported. This brings me to Freedom 2.0, the bottled water company that proudly represents us. They have hilarious sayings on each bottle like, this water ain't woke and bottled with liberal tears.